This episode of St. James's Pod is brought to you by Total Supplements. Visit their website, totalsupplements.co, to discover their range of nutritionist-tested supplements, gummies, shakes, and natural extracts. From popular sports supplements like whey protein, creatine, vitamin tablets, and powders, to mental health supplements such as nootropics and mushrooms, they've got you totally covered. They also have men's health collection offering testosterone support and beauty supplements to keep you looking like your absolute best. I personally use Total Supplements products and I have been using them from before they came on board to sponsor the podcast. So I'm hugely excited to be partnering with a brand that I know and love. So whether you train hard, work hard, or take an active interest in your overall health, use our code St. James's Pod, that's S-T-J-A-M-E-S-P-O-D, for 25% off your entire order. The link's in the description. Support the podcast and visit totalsupplements.co now and tell them St. James's Pod sent you. Welcome back to St. James's Pod. We're here for the City Preview, which on paper is the toughest fixture of the season. But there's plenty of reasons to be positive going into it this season. I'm here with Tom, Alex and George here as well. We're going to be discussing that as well as the latest news, which we're going to get straight into with the Lewis Hall transfer. Now, I've just woken up in Australia. I haven't been on any website, so lads, has there been any movement? (laughs) 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 See the the bags. Um, Has there been any any concrete movement on on the transfer? Well, it looks like the Tory graph have been the ones to break all the news that it seems like about 30 million fee there or thereabouts is agreed. So it's, I think it's uh, a, is, a that, is it loan though? Loan with option, yep. well, ob- obligation to buy. Yeah, so it helps both teams out. To be fair, so it makes sense for everyone. Like Chelsea don't need to balance the books this season because they've sold a lot of players in the future. Yeah. They won't do because of all this immortalization of all the players that they bought this summer. So it's exactly the same with us. We're deferring our fee till next year. They're deferring receiving the fee till next year. So win-win for both of us. And to be honest. I think it's an absolute snip for an 18-year-old who, yes, he's got 11 starts, but he's looked pretty sharp in those starts, especially against us as well. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's I think it's a, such a risky one. I think it's our most risky transfer just because of that 11 starts. I'm just yeah. like, I'm a bit like, personally, I would have preferred to go for like Kieran Tini, um, oh. even though he's like injury prone. Like, we're, we're in win now as well, I think. So like, I think Teeny improves the the starting eleven. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just think it's risky. Yeah, I, See, I like I'm the... kind of total opposite. Like he was top of my list. Like if to be honest, if we're going to bring in a left back, he was the only one I actually wanted. Because um, I think he not only can play this season, a bit like with Livermore, he's also like gonna be for the next five, ten, ten years, if not more. Um and he looks like even at youth level, statistically everything, he looks like he's gonna be an absolute player. And you know he, he started as a centre mid as well. He's only just moved to left back in the last like couple of seasons. So he's gonna probably be quite a versatile player. What were you ball, uh, yeah. gonna say, Tom? Yeah, no, I, I agree about the versatility. That was my next point. Both Tierney and Lewis Hall could offer versatility in in different ways. Um, obviously, Tierney 
can play both full back positions, can also slot in sometimes as a centre half. But I'd highlight like what George mentioned, the injury issues he's had in the last few seasons would be a bit of a risk, considering we've already got a left back in Matt Target who's had some injury troubles since he's been with us. So um yeah, that as much as I think yeah, Tierney is somebody who goes in straight away is a first name on the team sheet type player. Lewis Hall, I think he's he's starting to, um, yeah, raise some eyes light in terms of like his performances. Um, uh, in those even those eleven games, like Alex said, the one the game last season against us when he played at St James's, like he was probably one of the best players in a in a losing side. Um. He and played, got, he so, played yeah. in both games against us last season, didn't he? I'm yeah, pretty sure think... he was good in the uh, other fixture as well, in the away fixture. Uh, yeah, they they obviously rate him highly, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe some sort of buyback clause or something, and that seems to be the popular trend for the big teams selling their young players to include some sort of way in which they can get them back at a reduced cost or um you know first refusal type thing um so i wouldn't be surprised if that's included in this whole deal but um yeah it i think works works out perfectly for us on uh, on paper and and for chelsea like alex said he probably reminds me of like zinchenko like at city like he's played center made he plays left back technically he's very very good at 18 years old, like yeah, he might not be the complete player. He pro- he probably won't be Eddie's first choice coming in this season, but I think he's got so much room to grow. And what Eddie could do with him, like I think he could be a cracking player. Like if you if you look at technical ability, him and Dan Burn couldn't be like further apart. <laughs> and at like 18 years old, I, as George said, there is a risk, like. He hasn't played many games, like senior games anyways. He has played all the way through all the England teams, all up until, I think, under-19s. I'm not sure how he's played for the 21s. But all the way through uh, Chelsea's youth setup, which is one of the best in the country. And he's got family who support the tune as well, so he inter- you know his heart's in it as well. So that's just an added little bonus on top of the fact that I think he's got a lot of promise. And I, f- I think the rumours that are that he's signed the contract till 2029, or what offered him that anyways so we've got this like first like year loan and then five years on top of that so it'd be coming I mean, in it's just fine by that it's just the market as well i guess like especially for young young english players like 10 15 yeah. years ago you wouldn't be paying anywhere near this kind of fee but nowadays that seems to be the case well if you think about i know you guys would like trying to calculate the average age of the squad now, but if you think about the players we've actually brought in, the the age of the team that we're building, it's looking really good. And I was actually thinking about uh, this last night: is even some of the youngsters we ha- we do have, like Isaac, for example, he's still a young player, but he's so yeah. like he's so mature and he's so experienced that you don't see him as that. So even when the the lads sort of like the Danburn and the Trippier and stuff like that aren't on the the first team 11 anymore or maybe even leave the squad 
the average age is going to be so low, but we do still have players within there that are like captain material and very experienced, very, very mature players like Bruno. He's young, but you'd still put him in that bracket. So I think the, the squad we're building with these transfers like Hall, even though it is expensive, you think Livermento and Hall, like together, both fullbacks, like <laughs> it's a lot of money. But I think it's going to see us right, not only for this season, but the next the next five or 10 years. And like another example of that, Sven Botman. He's uh, very young, but you don't even like see him as a youngster, really, do you? Um, in all that news, though, we've got the Saudi national team coming to St. James's for a couple of friendlies. And um, you Tom, smiles you, there. <laughs> <laughs> you were just mentioning that the the prince is coming. I'll let you say his name. Uh, or he's been invited uh, anyway. Yeah, the UK government have um, invited Mohammed bin Salman to uh, to the UK for first visit in a long time. Um, although I've just looked and I think they're aiming for him to be coming over middle of October, but the friendlies are actually happening um, in the sort of mid to um, or like the week week and a half into September. So I don't think they'll they'll clash so unfortunately we can't get everybody riled up with uh, Mohammed bin Salman being in the stands for the uh, for the Saudi <laughs> friendlies at St James's like that would just send all hairs racing if that if those if that uh, it, it actually occurred but just even you having might the, come watch a two game though well that you might actually, rile people up even more that would Imagine double, he comes yeah. up in a tune top <laughs> <laughs> you <Love it>. <laughs> Definitely doesn't own my bud. Being Weatherspoons like uh, Tenali. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be venturing to Weatherspoons like. The job bundle. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Um, what do you Pasta make of these friendlies the then? Because um, Twitter's gone up in uproar again, but I don't really see the issue with it. So what do you guys <laughs> think? I think it's it's what we, we need as a club to... Uh, help um, in terms of grow the the club, the revenue, and everything else of surrounding it. Um, you know the the, mad, the amount of sponsors and stuff that'll probably be sort of linked to the the games, like back over in Saudi. It's just extra revenue, extra marketing that builds what we need in order to you know help us as a club uh, keep on progressing and um, you know help help on the tra- uh, transfer front as well obviously with the um as we've mentioned many times about you know working within the the balance sheets and stuff like that we need to um yeah find those those ways in which we we bring extra revenue into the club and these friendlies would do exactly that um and yeah i i don't particularly see an issue with it if i'm being honest Sports washing, though, Thomas. They're making us think that Saudi Arabia is a great country. That's the that's the issue that people have with it. But to be fair, if you look at the club, it's all to do with finances, as Paige said. Like, 60, 63% of people in Saudi are under the age of 30. So there's that market which, like, if we can become the number one club in Saudi Arabia, the amount of money from commercial like revenues that could bring in, 
Like, there'd be a whole generations growing up being Toon fans over there. So I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to sort of get the Saudi... Obviously, they've bought our club. They're trying to get the eyes on Newcastle United. So I think it's simply looking about how... Yeah, how we can get some more money in because we need to increase our revenue to compete with those big six clubs because we're still a million miles behind them all. Like, if you look, obviously, how much Chelsea are able to spend and stay within the rules, like... We're a decade off that at least, so it's just one did of the it, little ways they're trying to do that. Did this happen with like any of the other owners? I know like we're directly kind of linked to Saudi now, but you know when like Abramovich took over Chelsea, did he get any Russian national team at Stamford Bridge? Um, oh, I don't know. I'd be interested to to have a look if like the ties ever played at Leicester or anything like that, but I don't. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's such a non-issue for any other club that you don't really hear about it, even if it if it has happened. It's only because yeah, it's I'm, the Saudis. Exactly, I think yeah, I've got with with those sort of t- uh, countries um, as well. Normally at that time of the year, they will play friendlies outside of their um, home nations anyway. They'll play in Europe because quite a lot of the players are playing over that way anyway. Um, Maybe not in the case of Saudi. Well, but you say that's that... a coincidence. You say that's a coincidence that they're playing at the tune. What a coincidence! <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it just so happened that they just like put a blindfold on and like just hit the put their finger on the map, and there it was, St James's Park. Yeah, um, yeah no, the, the 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 teams they're playing against are playing Costa Rica and South Korea, and I think you know those teams generally have quite a lot of players playing in the major European leagues like it would make more sense for them to play over in Europe rather than go to Saudi so like you see it with like South American teams playing random games at Craven Cottage and stuff like that so um, just yeah obviously the Saudi connections and stuff like will make this these two games be a bit cause raise eyebrows but like yeah I, I personally I just I, I don't really no get problem. it it's like we're owned by PIF the like 80% PIF the, they are Saudi so the Saudi national team is going to be playing a friendly in Europe obviously they're going to come to St James's Park like I just think people get riled up for nothing like I mean, there's some Toon fans who like try and dissociate us from Saudi and it's like well there's a clear link there like you say PIF to Saudi, so yeah, it's they, like they this, is, this is gonna happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more just so, obviously from from a point of view that when the deal went through, we had to make sure that, like, or at least to the Premier League, that there was no direct connection between us and the. Well, I don't know how like, we Saudi that government. Test. Fucking hell. The Saudi government, yeah, but, at least, like, yeah, but the, the Saudi that's government a different thing. hasn't got anything to do with the Saudi national football team. So, like. I don't get piracy well, no, issue yeah. that's like waved it straight through. They didn't care about we being different than PF yeah. and Saudi government being different. They weren't asked about it. They, I don't think they ever were. Well, so, somewhere along the line, maybe, but it's as soon as that piracy issue was solved with the Premier League getting their money in from the Middle East, boom, like through the next day. Yeah. Oh, 100%. People care. Fans of the other big six clubs care, but. <laughs> we don't. Alright. 
So, let's move on then to the City game. So, first up, did anyone watch them playing um, through the week in the game that ended up going all the way to penalties? No. The Super Cup. I was following the score. I didn't watch the game, but um, I was following it, and by the sounds of it, they didn't have it their own way for a City side who've obviously been so dominant in uh, the last season and a half or so. Um, Sevilla were right in it, 1-0 up at half-time, and um, yeah, they, they couldn't seem to stop the physical threat of uh, El Nasiri up front, um, and which, you know, could be an interesting talking point about, you know, if um, we go um, a bit more route one um, in some ways, because it was very much how Sevilla ended up scoring their goal through just putting it up to the target man, getting the ball down the wing, just whipping in crosses. Um, Are you Gavardiola. sure you didn't watch it? I mean, you're giving a lot of detail here. <laughs> <laughs> minute by minute analysis. No, not quite, not quite. But reading read between the lines, maybe putting a bit of a a bit of colour on it. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Gavardiol apparently had a, a tough first half. Um, obviously, they came back into it, and then the end, and the um, the in the second half. But like, yeah, I, I've, I'm just I'm just putting out there some points to that we can discuss in terms of team selection for. Well, the interesting thing I I thought about it was he didn't make. Well, I think he made one sub. Yeah. Which either means he's keeping the lads that he put on the bench fresh for our game. I hope so. Or (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, but I mean, City's bench is still pretty decent. Or the lads that are going to be starting are going to have just played. Did did it go? Seeing as you pretty much watched it, Tom, did it did it go to extra time or did it go straight to pens? Um, straight to pens, yeah. Okay. In, in these European games, super cup games, yeah. I've seen so, two fans saying, "Oh, like, um, I hope I hope the like leggy after playing 120 minutes." But then I see another saying, "No, nah, no, nah, straight to pens." Unfortunately, because they did have a strong lineup out as well. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be too bothered about like obviously you'd have to win the Champions League or something to play in this, but if that was Newcastle and we had a big game at the weekend against like top of the league or whatever, I'm not sure how I'd feel about playing such a strong lineup in 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 the Club World Cup. It was a super cup. Well, super cup, but then super I cup, suppose yeah. it's it's uh-huh. one which um City had never won before, plus I think it was maybe a bit of Pep's vanity in terms of he never lost a Super Cup in the three previous games he had played for Bayern and uh, Barca when he got those clubs to it so maybe it was Pep who was like yeah deep down it's all about me not having you know losing this record that I've got in this uh, in this game it's probably to do with like fitness as well early in the season like no one's fully match fit so get them playing some minutes Get them up to speed, and then well, the fucking complaints that we're playing them on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Wins in the press. <laughs> oh, thanks. I like who does the the opposite of what will get him in trouble. Instead of saying like, oh, "It's a joke that they're making us play on Saturday," he was like, "I'm so glad that they've made made us play on Saturday, not Sunday mm. or Monday." 
Yeah. So you'll yeah. avoid the FA like coming down on hard on him, but you can tell he's pissed that. Like, was it should have been the early kickoff. Yeah. Oh, should have been the early kickoff. Friday night kickoff. Therefore, they won the Champions League. <laughs> with um, with you mentioning fitness there, though, George, um, that was one thing in the Villa game that stood out to me. Was like, you go probably the last half hour of the game, we were like all the way through to the final whistle just where we looked so fit and Villa just couldn't match us in that last half hour give up They'd give up mm, at the yeah. end there's a few a few of their players actually most of their players completely gave up by the final whistle by the time it went to five you were seeing some players like um, I remember Kamara like in the middle of the pitch not even tracking back he just wasn't asked he was like they were losing by like three or four goals he, and he was just like nah I'm, I'm done for today I'm, I'm not not doing any more running <laughs> I'm sure at one point he lost the ball and he just like didn't even try and win it back. Yeah, but um, with the with the uh, extra time this season, the way they're doing it, I think that's only going to benefit us being, or at least at the start of the season, um, being like arguably the fittest team in the league. So, do you think that combined with um, the kind of pattern of City starting slowly bodes uh, well for us playing City at the Etihad this early on in the season Yeah, if you want them you want them now I'd say, especially with like some key injuries, KDB out, Stones is injured still, I think uh, Bernardo Silva's ill, so they've got some yeah. key key injuries there, so like if you, you know, it's never going to be easy but this is definitely the best time to play them I was saying the same with um with Villa that like it's the best time to play them because they've got a few new players in don't let them gel don't get them up to fitness don't let them get into the flow which obviously they did back in the last season best time to play them and clearly it was true on the pitch like I think a lot of Toon fans are going in to this match on Saturday with a bit of optimism because obviously City yeah they, they had Burnley first game they seemed to breeze through it really but struggling apart from that struggled in the community shield struggled in the super cup granted against better teams but we are a better team like I was really impressed how we played last week and I think I think we'll give them a proper game especially with the injuries as George said yeah I, and again so, I, I, I would I was going to say like even after uh, last weekend's game like there was some plaudits out there from some pundits but still none which are like you know going to go and take it seriously about us being right up there and I mean if we put in a performance against City this weekend I, yeah we're right that'll up there that'll get people talking did you talking see Fergie? we come away did you see Fergie soon? yeah, yeah. that was outrageous it's absolutely outrageous you know it's no, not too many red wines I think so obviously we spanked Villa um with the scoreline reflecting that. It was probably pretty even the first, most of the first half, I'd say. Um, but Fergie basically said that they played us off the park. <laughs> yeah. And it was just one of them games where sometimes you play the other team off the park, but they end up scoring a low past you. And, um, I'd love to turn to Villa Park and like actually be on the game then. I know. Yeah, that would be good. But... <laughs> The thing with Fergie, do you think that is just like obviously he hates the tune, or is he just you know getting a bit soft in the head? 
well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, genuinely, I don't understand how he even comes to that conclusion. Like, we were first to every ball pretty much. Like, yeah, we were out the traps after three minutes. Yeah, granted, we conceded relatively quickly after that, but then we were straight back ahead not long after as well. Um, and we were just we were all we were just all over them. Like, I really don't understand how he thinks that. Like, in some respects, we were lucky and the, the scoreline flattered us. Like, not at all. Like, just just well, by the end of the match, we could have scored a few more at the end. Oh, they, they could have been seven. Like, and that's. No, like, it's crazy for us to be sat here saying that after, like, you know, our most recent past. But, like, yeah, we could have ramped up the numbers big time. Like, and, yes, I can't believe Fergie even thinks that we were, like, lucky in some respects. Like, yeah, shocking. Uh, I think it's bitterness, mate. Yeah, Mm. Uh, probably. Like, obviously, they did have that rivalry with us, sort of mid-90s, late-90s. And she would turn them down, which Manu fans are still fucking pissy about. Like, oh, fuck me. So bitter. <laughs> um, so I, I genuinely think it's that kind of bitterness. I don't think he's fucking losing it about. Um, yeah. In that. terms of um, going into the City game with the team selection, we've got quite a few headaches for Eddie Howe. So I'm interested to know what, what you guys are thinking. Because if we take a look back at the start lineup for Villa, were any of you guys surprised at any of the selection? Like, obviously, we talked on the last part about who we thought would start, and Gordon got the nod on the left hand side. If we start with him, we've got the contrast between his performance, which was a very good performance, he got an assist, and then obviously, Harvey Barnes comes on, gets a goal and an assist. But at the same time, that you were saying Villa had kind of started giving up by that point. So, what were your thoughts on both of their performances, and who would you go for against City? We know anyhow he's going to name an unchanged lineup. Um, I could really see the same start eleven come out against City. Um, Gordon had a really good game; maybe looked sharp. And yeah, Barnes did come on and look very good as well. But I think the reason he gave Gordon the nod is that he's played the full preseason. He's clearly very fit. Like the tracking back that he he done to yeah. put Diaby off uh, when he was basically he was one on one. Like and Gordon somehow managed to get back. I think his work rate against City. Um, I think that'll give him just the the edge in Eddie Howe's mind that he deserves to start again. But, yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think the work rate, work rate will get him the nod. And I, I wasn't mean, the quality to see any of them start, like yeah, um, no, true. Against for that, I I was just okay. going to add that the quality um, in the the cross as well for the um, oh, for the goal yeah. was so good. Like I mean. He just got it inch perfect, just over the head of the defender who's looking to clear it. But it was just right on the money, and Tonali obviously well, coming storming in. Aye, it was, yeah, I, I, it's it's something that like I didn't know necessarily. Well, I don't know. We hadn't really seen it up until now, like his like ability in those wide positions to whip the crosses in like that. Um, so. 
yeah, I think that just needs to be, you know, will only help strengthen his case to to get a, a run in the team um, and, and start again against City. He played that ball through, uh, through to Tonali soon after as well. That was it. A nice little one. So he's definitely... Uh, I think last season he was just not never really truly like Eddie Howe much fit and mm. struggled because of it. And you can see yeah. what a player he is when he is. So I'm confident. Yeah, he's going to be creative, but he's also going to track back. Speaking of Tonali though, like he was one that we weren't 100% sure was going to start against Villa. And obviously, <laughs> like man of the match performance um, so I think he's going to have pretty much cemented his place in the starting 11 now he's going to like uh, Longstaff's going to find it hard to get back in uh, it's going to probably he- take a really bad performance or a, an injury after I mean it's only one performance but it was a very very good performance against Villa oh what performance like I mean he was just different gravy like I mean, he was splaying the passes around like it was just like just brilliant. Like I, I, I really enjoyed like just watching his just performance on um on the day. Like he was just amazing. Like I really think we've got a player in Tenali. I really do. Like Sam was saying before about the age of our squad, or like who like like sneaky older than the actual age. He's 23, he's had over 200 appearances, like, he's fucking class. Like, even though he didn't get an assist, he was involved in everything. Like, it was like a little, like, pass before, um, I think, Isaac's uh, second goal, where he chipped it, and to be fair, in the ground, I thought it took a deflection. I I thought he'd went to pass it in, and it took a deflection, and, like, looped up. I didn't realise until watching it back later that how filthy a finish it was. Um... But yeah, Tenali, like, what a fucking, what a debut. Like, he's not even known as a goal scorer as well, and he just crops up on the end of that um, Gordon cross, um, hide himself at it. And I think he really endeared himself to the, the Geordie faithful because the stadium was rocking, and Tenali's name was ringing through the for pretty much the full 90 minutes after that. Did he try and, try and create any chance? or? Um, thankfully not. Uh, well, to be fair, he tries to start a few chances most games, and some of them get going, and the majority don't, which is fucking fantastic viewing for me. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the um, what was the safe standing like? Because obviously, the first game of the season with that, it actually worked. Like Whoa. usually, like one of the lads who stand next to it, like we'd be like grabbing word, we'd be getting out of the seats in front, like out, like literally, like a couple of rows down, every single goal. And knee one went tumbling this time, so that's a instant winner for the, the safe part of it. <laughs> but it was nice because like the whole of the corner was just standing up and you're leaning on the bar, it's comfy. Like sound really good. Nice. And we've had like a few lads move next to us because I think a lot of sort of the I'll, I'll maybe say the older lot um, wanted to move away because they knew it could start getting lively. And we've had like four lads who have moved from the Leasers end who had season tickets sitting in front of her who like uh, up on the feet like in full voice all game so I think it is really going to help the atmosphere of like a, like a proper singing corner to be fair the full Gallagher was on the feet all, all game so I think it'll end up being extended all the way across but yeah it, it worked it was really good what uh, what was it like from your seat page did, did it seem quite 
Like no, just an off corner or the Gallagher or the whole ground, like what was the atmosphere no, like? I was keeping an eye on like your corner just to see how it how it was working and yeah, like every it was it was just in like full voice, like you say, like it just looks good as well, just seeing everybody stood up as one in unison, like and like yeah, a bit more sort of I don't know, you could even say for like an away team a bit more intimidating, like when like they've just got like they look up into the stands and like everybody stood up and you know proper getting behind the team um so yeah look i mean and yeah generally the the stadium was just for it i mean it always is on a on a first game of the season but then to put in a performance like we did like yeah just it was amazing like the crowd was was right up for it and even just some of the little touches they've done like um to start the start of the games i don't know if it's going to be a continuing theme but like they had the fireboxes and stuff you'll have seen it on the tv when the they came out but like yeah even just stuff like that just adding a bit more intensity to like the start of the games like um and building the atmosphere up just uh yeah really worked for me what were the uh ginger losses doing Did you? Can I? Sam. How are you need for that? Mighty Longstaff could be listening. <laughs> um, one one person I want to talk about with the Lewis Hall uh, transfer is Dan Byrne, because obviously there's been quite a bit of discussion about the the left back position in pre season and. Um, I guess we kind of didn't know if Target might get a, a chance to get back in the starting line this season. Um, how did you find him and his performance, especially up against Diaby, who obviously is a very good player? Um, well, hard one because the the goal which they scored and Diaby scored, like it was a good bit, it was a good move in some respects from Villa some and, luck in it, it as well though man. there was a bit of luck at the big deflection and that then looped to uh, Watkins but then that was a good header across but then we were a bit suspect like to to just have Diaby with that much space in the box and I don't know who was kind of responsible for that part of the pitch whether or not Byrne should have tucked in a bit or got in front of him a bit more whether or not Botman had like it been passed on to him but somewhere along the line like yeah we we kind of just lost the man there completely and he just had he was a good finish but like he he had quite a bit of time to uh to finish that one off um so yeah don't know if it was Dan Burns fault entirely but it's his man his side of the pitch so but then apart from that i think he like we we recovered pretty well and um yeah can't say particularly that we had many more troubles for, especially for burning down that left side throughout the game but uh, alex i don't know if you thought any different on that no i thought in general again he had a pretty solid game obviously yeah the goal came from that side matty cash's chance came from that side which you should have buried. Yeah, that that was a let off like. That was a massive yeah. let off. I think that was at three one as well, so it could have changed how that second half panned out. But we got away with it. I think he defended pretty solidly. 
it didn't really offer anything going forward this game but I think with Lewis Hall coming in I think it's still Burns' place to lose I think Eddie Howe trusts him I think unless there's a string of poor games or where he's unfit or he's rotated with obviously league um, league cup Champions League games I still think Burn will be first choice for the foreseeable at least anyways Do you think we'll play Hall in the Champions League? Or do you think he'll like stick with the same back four for Prem and, and Champions League? I'd say he'd probably stick with his strongest lineup. I don't think we'll try and rotate too much, to be honest. Obviously, we're going to have to. Like Maybe the wingers will rotate a bit more, but I think yeah. as a back four, you know, Dave Malone used to say, like, I don't like messing around with my defence. Um, <laughs> so, I, and I that's think, an FA Vars winning manager four, right there. It is. Exactly, yeah. he knows his shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Spitting facts. So, I can't see that defence rotating too much it's, it's oh. probably going to be more the like FA and League Cups in it you'll imagine see more rotation I which it'll be yeah. nice to see Lewis Hall Livermento getting a mm-hmm. start rather than like dumb it but do you think that means uh, Alex Murphy's probably not going to get much of a shout this season or do you think he might come in as like left sided centre back in those games personally I can't see it I can't see him getting too many minutes obviously he had a few showings in pre-season and looked pretty decent considering I've never seen anything of him before but I think in the sort of non-friendly games I don't know how much how much we can rely on him to put in a performance against maybe against some lower league sides if we draw someone against in like league 2 or something like that then yeah, hire him in. Why not? Um, couldn't do any worse than we did against Sheffield Wednesday last season, and we played a strong lineup pretty much. So, yeah. I know Smiley wasn't even on the bench, was he, for the Villa game after like a decent preseason? So, I think the youngsters might find it a bit tough. Um, the ones coming through our academy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. speaking of Murphy's, Tom, obviously. <laughs> Your main man came on, got him telling us. A lovely assist. segue. Got to like that yeah. segue. <laughs> Fabulous segue, thank you. Um, um, yeah. Oh, what think you, great think energy. you pushing for a start for City? Or? Great energy. Um, <laughs> no, not a start, no. But like, uh, like the the energy kick that he brought with him off the bench, like we didn't skip a beat, did we? Like, let's be honest, we brought Barnes on and. Um, he got very lovely for that assist, though, mind. I mean, it was a great pass through, but if you watch it back, he probably miscontrols the ball and it just goes past the city, uh, the Villa player. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, come on. Why were we trying to put slander on him? Like, look, he's. <laughs> he, he did. It, it looked from where I was sat to be a fantastic defence splitting pass. Uh, Everybody's raving about Mo Salah's uh, pass um, in the, the Chelsea Liverpool. Liverpool game, but like you could, I don't know, put Murphy's up there with Salah's for me. Um, just yeah, <laughs> sent him away, put Barnes away through on goal, like just made the goal for him pretty much. Um, but no, I'm I'm probably going a bit off piste here, but uh, the the energy we had in in Murphy and Barnes and like in Wilson as well when he came on, like we literally just yeah, I swapped. 
all them attacking players out who'd yeah. done so well, fitted those guys in and kept up the energy levels, kept on going, kept on we being aggressive. We mentioned it in the preview, didn't we? Like, it's going to be great this season to have that ability, especially with the five subs, to just swap that from three last half hour or whatever. And, like, the drop-off, there isn't much. So, mm, no. do you think we'll see that again against C? Same, same, same front three, same substitutions. Um, potentially, yeah. I would um, not be surprised one bit, yeah. Yeah, like we do you can. Think there's any chance we... Wilson gets the nod against City? Hmm. Isaac looks so good. To be fair, like he scored two goals. I know Wilson did look very good when he came on. Should have scored two. Um, yeah, but Isaac should have scored a hat trick. To be fair, well, I think. The way Isaac can run at people and the pace that he's got on the counter attack, like City obviously play really high at home, they'll play really high. I think yeah. obviously that's what caused Villa so many problems on Saturday. And if we can get in behind City again, I know obviously Walker's fit, but I reckon we could cause them problems again. And Wilson lacks that yard of pace now. Um, well, he's never really been a pacey kind of player. He's always been great position and great finisher. But Isaac's got that where he can run in behind and he can drive the ball at his feet at players and and he's stronger than he looks as well. Tanky leg, as Mings found out. Well, put on the yeah, that, that was that was an unfortunate incident. By was, the way, it hope, wasn't but... to do with the shoulder bars. To be fair, it was the awkward fall. Yeah, it was yeah. obviously really unfortunate. Like it's it's not nice to see. And f- to be fair to the St James's crowd, he got a stand ovation when he was he getting did. stretched off as well. After being yeah. rude to fuck for for staying down. Well, because it, it looked it looked innocuous though, didn't it? Like, I mean, yeah, we yeah. thought like at first from where at least from where I was, like it was there was barely anything like there in the coming together, like and yeah. it I looked know, like, like embarrassment, like the fake an injury because mm, you just got yeah. sure barged by either. True, I was good, but then, he's in my fantasy team. Fucking well, me and stitch me right up. <laughs> ah, that's your own fault. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, oh, he he showed him again, obviously for his for his um, for his second goal, like the strength, obviously to knock um, uh, Conta, wasn't it, um, off uh, to mm. to score as well. Like, so you're right, Isaac does, although he does look quite wiry, like he's obviously got strength there to. So I think you're right. Isaac probably would be the better person to start. I know we say we said in the preview, or at least I said that Wilson would have been the, a good choice because he would have loved the physical battle of going up against the likes of Mings and Concert, but um, obviously paid off in the end that Isaac started anyway. Any other tough calls? Do you think for the City game? Or I know you're saying probably go same starting eleven, but. And most most of the lads, well, everyone who started really had a had a good game. Bruno was mm-hmm. back towards his best. Joe Linton had a really good game. But even like we thought, um, Shaw might not make it through injury, but he was fine, solid. You didn't even really notice him that much throughout the the ninety minutes. So I think. Um, do you think there's a chance Lascelles gets gets a shout though after his performance last season against Haaland? Hmm. Be very surprised, like 
I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect to see him. But only if, if like we brought him on later, late in the game, um, mm. for whatever reason. Yeah, but it, it was. Yeah. Good job, you're not manager like there. Sam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just ask questions here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the closest one we've discussed is Harvey Bonds, and to be honest, I think that's going to be the same throughout the season. Like. I think if we have keep up that level of performance, the only the only person that's that's close to breaking the starting eleven will be Barnes as the season progresses. Agreed. What did you make yeah. to Anderson uh, missing out on a on a starting place? I was surprised mate, after his preseason. Like, yeah, he was our best player in preseason in pretty much every game. Uh, I thought he'd start over Tenali and would kind of ease him in. I'm glad we didn't, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was very surprised. Yeah, obviously in my prediction, I predicted him to start over Tonali as well for that exact reason. And he's, he is so unfortunate to like have a guy coming in for fifty five million in his position because I think he would have started if well he would have started if Tonali wasn't brought in. But unfortunately for him, we've got a really good player in, and I just can't see him getting back in. Uh- yeah, I was going to say the only player I can see him coming in for potentially is Joe Linton, but that would uh, be. When he has his fifth year record. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That, if whether or not, you know, he's yeah treading a thin line on the suspensions or like, I don't know, he's probably now, if you look at the middle three of Joe Linton, Bruno, and Tonali, you'd still probably look to Joe Linton as being the. The weakest of that three, despite obviously the great form that he's he's put himself in, so potentially that's a route there. But if Joe Linton's form does dip in any way, um, but then you've got Willock coming back from injury as well. Well, yeah, where's Willock going? Centre mid spot, so yeah, for Anderson, it's going to be so tough to get minutes outside again the cup games. Jeez, I don't even know about where like Willock, like yeah, where's he where's, where's he going to get? Well, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Where's he gonna get in the team? Yeah, I don't know. Like it's, um, we're so now. Do you remember the, when you the, were saying we didn't have that much depth in the last episode? I know, I did say that. <laughs> I did say that, but then after such a a brilliant performance against Villa, I'm like, yeah, like and seen it for, like there coming all the players coming off the bench and like stuff like that. Yeah, it's changed my view completely. If we got beat 2-0, I'd be like, oh, we need depth. We need to go back <laughs> in the transfer market. Buy more players. <laughs> what a 5-1 win does for everybody's uh, optimism. I'm changing my prediction now. Again, as well. <laughs> like, going into the season, I've had this Man City game down as zero points. Like, not, like we're not going to get any anything there. But now, I'm going into Saturday, like, quietly confident that we can get a result. Even if it's a draw. Like, I think we could easily take points there. Like if if we're on our best game, and the big fucking Norwegian bastard doesn't um, have a pants <laughs> down, which he hasn't so far in his games against us, with um, one goal and one assist, I think in the two games. I mean, you'll be crying in fantasy and the draft, but you'll be laughing outside of that. <laughs> oh, I want my fantasy fantasy team to do bollocks. I'll be captain in Holland. I don't want him to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want 
two or four points, if that's all I want. Actually, preferably zero. If he's a bit unfit from the Super Cup game and he doesn't play, that's that's the best case for me. Like, Shall yeah. we uh, have a look at how our FPL team, the St. James's pod team, did? I've had a pretty solid first week in the in the league um, from uh, having a look at it. 71 points, was it, total? Nasty. You tell you tell me, mate. So just while you're doing that, I'm just <laughs> looking at the odds. I've got it in front of us. Tuna, like four to one to win, City four to six. See, that's that's like, I'll take those odds. Like, like the odds yeah. on, but they're not like. Not no, City at home. I usually, you know, sometimes two to nine, something like yeah. that. So yeah, the book is obviously taking all results. I bet you that's changed since the weekend as well. I bet you we weren't um, that short before the Villa game. Well, yeah, it's actually a tiny bit short. It's eighteen or five, so it's coming in. Coming in, coming home. The Premier League, that is. <laughs> the so Premier League we... that's never, never been home. It's <laughs> <Just> coming. <laughs> <laughs> Are we top of the the league um, in FPL as well as the Premier League then, Tom? Uh, no, St. James Pod actually... The boys in the league, man. Um, 76 points, we fit, uh, which is fifth. Um, but, yeah. Fifth. I can, uh, like a few it's points behind. League, well, yeah, a few points behind uh, Alex's team. Between Trebles, though, Botman, Barnes, Isaac... Uh, points. Uh, I was, uh, I was yeah. all geared up for putting Botman in my team as well, and I thought oh, I'll just wait till the bad run, and then I'll swap Mings out for Botman, and then obviously uh, Anyway, um, let's let's talk about City a bit more in depth then, because. It's a bit tough with the pep roulette and stuff to predict who they're going to be starting. But do you think um, the likes of Foden will start, even though he started against um, Sevilla in the Super Cup? Do you think we'll be seeing Grealish? Obviously, we've been seeing that they've got players out, like Silva's meant to be ill. Um. Have they done? Have they done any more business in the transfer market as well this week? I know they were linked with more centre mids, but I don't think they've got anything through. They're, they they're trying their best with yeah Lucas Pacatel. Um, the aiming to bring him in is no. I don't know if it's necessarily a, a direct replacement for or like a knee jerk reaction to um, De Bruyne's injury, but um, he's he's somebody who they're looking into um, for about 80 million is what West Ham are valuing but yeah nowhere near in terms of getting that one done and won't be done before uh, Saturday's game but they're they're still going to be active in the market I would think um, to bring in some more players Uh, but I was going to mention one of the who do you see starting what was this go on then I was going to say one of their younger players, um, Cole Palmer, seems to be getting um, a lot mm. more minutes going forward. Whether or not 
he's going to be in line for a start against us. I don't know, um, but he's somebody who I'd expect to feature at some point in the game. I think they'll bring Alvarez back in. He played against Burnley, and I think he was on the bench um, the other day, so I expect him to come back in as well. Yeah, like he plays in that sort of role where De Bruyne plays, doesn't he? So obviously, with him being out for three to four months, I think Alvarez will start quite a few games going forward. Um, yeah, and I think Kovacic will get a lot more minutes now with mm-hmm. uh, De Bruyne being out as well. Yeah, was, I, I, th- I think like I think Grealish and Foden will probably start on the wings with Haaland obviously in the centre I think that's what the what they started first game against Burnley and the, like obviously they have lost a few players they've lost like Mar- the likes of Morris and that like the, they don't have the same depth like they've had for the last couple of seasons if you look like at a lot of the bench mm-hmm. players it is a lot of sort of young academy players so obviously with a couple of injuries they've had Stones is out Gavardi all started against Sevilla yeah, like I think we've got enough to ruffle them up a bit before they've got like a settled team because you know, like sort of back in the season, City are like unstoppable. They go on these sort of like ten game winning streaks and stuff like that. Let's get amongst yeah. them now, and I take something off them. Do you think the fact we won five one against Villa will be in like Pep's head, and he'll be like really putting the pressure on them this like before the game? It'd be stupid not to, like, and this is the thing, like, I'd go back to the point around how I felt, you know, some of the pundits after the game, uh, our game against Villa, seemed to be a little, uh, you know, not as getting, not getting as hyped as um, they were about other teams' performances, and yeah, it'd be stupid if Pep was to just take us lightly um, and think that we're not somebody that can compete and contend with them across um, competitions that we're, we're both in. So, um, yeah, I would, I'd like to think that he, he's taken this game as serious as any other game that he would against Man United or Liverpool or somebody like that, uh, Arsenal. Like, he's got he's to gotta treat us the same way. He's always been quite complimentary about us as well. Like, not always, but last couple of the season since we've been decent I think a lot of teams are going to wake up to the fact that Newcastle are like back like we, we are one of the bigger teams now and it'll be the hot, the harder teams to play in the league I think some uh, news outlets some media have started calling us the big seven now and I think yeah they're going to we're going to be threatened that way there's going to be a lot of teams coming at St. James Park with um, deep lines of defence low blocks as like you call it these days and I think teams like sort of City yeah I don't think they'll take it for mugs anymore of course they're going to play this back. we're back we're back we're back <laughs> we're it since I'm in at the start of the episode <laughs> um, but well, yeah I think they are going to take it seriously and uh, they, although they're not going to change their style of football the City play how they're always going to play it I think what could cause them problems getting behind, yeah. With um, with that, we're back. Talk. Um, <laughs> did you watch the first episode of the Amazon doc yet? Well, yeah. Yes. Did you yes. straight on it? I um. I'll did be you straight did on you it again tomorrow? It, 
Uh, didn't quite stay up, um, but yeah, I found a little hour during the uh, during the day to uh, to watch it. Um, Probably um, so. your employer isn't listening to this or five. Uh, I was I was given an story. Um, yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, but yeah, no, great. It was a great episode. Um, it was. Um, yeah, to see all of the sort of workings with behind the scenes on the Anthony Gordon deal. Um Yeah. It's quite it's quite interesting you think to it see went how fast though. Um like oh, considering teams, we're only teams. one episode in, we're like already like where did it leave off? Like it was just before Wembley, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did it did skip quite a f- bit, but then it is only four episodes long, isn't it? So the um it was, yeah. isn't Wembley like about halfway through the season yeah it's like February wasn't it mm. yeah so it'll but be interesting then, yeah. to see what the fill with the other three episodes but yeah obviously was, the final it, will it take up a, a chunk of the next episode um, but yeah no, I, like, I, I did like seeing the sort of the backroom stuff um, and yeah paints a different light on how much like Anthony Gordon was was well thought of before signing. It was there was clearly, you know, a big push to bring him in because they really rate him highly, and then obviously yeah. he goes and puts in a really good performance against Villa. So it's kind of just show it's starting to show exactly why they were so adamant of getting them getting them in, even when Everton were trying their best to uh, price us out of the move. So. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a good episode. Enjoyed it. Yeah, because we still get slated on Twitter for spending that much money on Anthony Gordon. So for him to have a class season this season, like to throw it back in all the faces, and like that's the one player who I really wanted to just thrive on Eddie Howe and just fuck the haters kind of thing. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the episode. But I do think it's like it's a little bit of like a fluff piece on the club, like. It's obviously it's shining when such like a good light like on the well that's like all the owners and well, like everyone basically the whole club. Um, I did enjoy it, and there's a few moments which got it was like um, obviously Sean Longstaff scoring like that, that pulled on your heartstrings a little bit. So it was it was good to see. Um, I will be watching it obviously the, the next one tomorrow. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I think just on that point, the I'd be very surprised if like the final cut didn't have to get the approval of the owners <laughs> to then go out like it's probably the same with all these sports documentaries like mm-hmm. it just it won't be just us like there's tons of them out there and, and across loads of sports it'll be the same but yeah final final say on the court I don't know it's, in, it's interesting to know what, what the actual uh, procedure is because with the the Arsenal one obviously like You'd think they'd cut that bit where he's, um, <laughs> like playing the "You'll Never Walk Alone" on the training pitch and stuff. That is obviously like quite embarrassing. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe they saw it as uh, inspirational instead. Um, when's episode two out? Is it today or tomorrow? Uh, today for I think you. It... Tomorrow for us. You live in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had issues actually. I was sat um, waiting Big for issue. it. 
Um, at the time, at the time it's meant to drop, I was like searching it. I waited another like good few hours searching it, nothing, and then realised it only drops at that time in the UK. So yeah, I had to get a VPN on that. Yeah, I know it's on the Twitter. I said that it's out in like I think it's the UK, Ireland, and the Nordics countries or something like that. Like it was very specific, like which countries it was out like at midnight. So so did he just like switch it by more to the UK and watch it on there? Yeah. Well, Sam. <laughs> I, I, um, I've re-registered with a different account and uh, I had to watch it on my laptop. But, yeah, no, it's don't like, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be like too late to the party. Um, so I'll probably do the same today. But um, yeah, so back to the city. Then we've still got to do our predictions. Um, ahead of the game. How many last, had five one? <laughs> yeah, last last episode, obviously none of us got the the actual scoreline correct. We all predicted a win. Uh, I was three one. Um, one years you were two, closest one, one was then. two nil. I was, I was, I was two nil. Did you two one? I was yeah. two one. I. So for City, I'm going to say two two. <laughs> Who's um, next? I'll go uh, 2-1 City. Close, but no cigar. Scumbag. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Look, <laughs> you know what happened to the last... The like, when Jack line. said this, like, Jack fucking come on this podcast and, and predicted yeah. a defeat. Jack from the Athletic. <laughs> he hasn't been seen since. Aye, uh, Jack from the Athletic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, but what game was that? It probably wasn't City away. Um... I can't remember no. what game it was, but it was. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they lost five games, so it could have been like Liverpool twice, Villa, City, or what was the other one? Like, well, yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal, aye. So Either way, five games lost, so it must be one of yeah, them. Yeah, but I don't think you got it's it right. Emotional. <laughs> anyway, I've enjoyed my runs. I'll catch you. Catch you later. <laughs> well, we might get Pete crawling back. <laughs> Pete sat listening to this raging because he's he, he predicting five nil tune win here. Um, uh, I'm gonna say, oh, I'm gonna say two two. Oh, you should have said three yeah. one city there. You missed the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a true fan. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not, I can't say three one city, can I? <laughs> that the tire legs are going to get to them. It's going to be one one. One Ooh. stick one one down. That's the thing. One, like one. it's the hardest game of the season. Like we should probably be predicting a two and loss. But as you said, the booty's odds. Like, it's their only slight favourites. We'll be what, like eleven to ten or something like that for the two another draw. So, probably like forty percent of the time we're, we're going to come out of this game without a loss, according to the bookies. So, I'll absolutely take that. What What was yeah. the just the draw bet? Um, what were the odds on just uh, doesn't work just for being there anymore, man? Twelve to five. Twelve to five. It seems to be like twelve to five for a draw somewhere. Um, and gamble safe everyone. <laughs> Pagey works for um, a yeah. betting company, so he's he's probably promoting gamble as much as he can. But wh- where I'm, the rest I'm of not, us on? I'm like not. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> We're not talking. Talk. You're was... fucking to- you, you, you're, you're saying odds of it on the podcast. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Have a thing on that. In game. In yeah. Wow. So the sixteen to five are the live odds with William Hill. You can also right. catch the game on TNT Sports One, just for, for our listeners in the UK. Is it TNT? Is it? I haven't watched right. any of the coverage yet. Nah, no me. That was the City Preview. If you enjoyed the episode, please do give it a like. It really helps us out with the algorithm to get more people listening to St. James's Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow the podcast. We'll be back uh, after the City game with hopefully another three points to celebrate. But we'll review the game and look ahead to the next fixture. And uh, we'll also discuss whether or not St. James's pod have managed to get to the top of that FPL league. If you're not in the league already, do join it. I'll put the link in the description. You can battle us out in Fantasy Premier League. And join us in the next one. Catch you then. You've got to like, subscribe, press the notification bell, share it on your Twitter, tell everyone about St. James's pod. Tell your neighbour, tell, tell your barber. Wanna hear you go?